I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Hello, dirty moderates, and welcome to Stay Dirty, Stay Moderate. Uh, first off, I want to thank everybody who listens to this podcast. You know, you've made us uh, formidable. You've made us authentic. You've made us, uh, I think, part of the conversation. So I want to make sure we always remind you how grateful we are. And grateful because we're looking for a home, right? Obviously, we have a podcast home, but we are not at home in the United States. And that's what I want to talk about today. We are... And I can't say it enough. Um, it's not a, a phrase I invented, but I use it all the time. Politically homeless. I can't tell you in watching the January 6 hearings, and I know uh, many of you have followed us, and as we've covered them extensively, thank you for that. But watching hearings, the, uh, especially yesterday, of the reminder to which the coordination among Trump, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, Congress people to literally harpoon our democracy, how close we came. And I only say that to consistently remind everybody that we are a two-party country and one of our parties is a Trump-led authoritarian cult. And just because tanks aren't rolling down the street or we're not quite yet in a handmaid's tale dystopia, yet we're on our way, the erosion of democracy is happening all the time. And you know, right now we're in election cycle. People this week, myself included, were thinking about 2024, and I realized, you know what? If we don't focus on 2022, 2024 becomes less significant. Not that it's insignificant, it becomes less significant. Because right now, in this cycle, the apparatus of our government, the state legislatures, local offices, school boards, but especially secretaries of state, people who certify elections in various states, are being populated, you might want to say, or installed in the hopes of ensuring permanent Republican rule. And apart from the fact that it's terrifying and depressing and dystopian and un-American, that leaves the rest of us at sea. That leaves us looking for something, looking for a way to thread the needle even if that's possible, you know, who knows if the twain shall ever meet or can meet, actually. Things are so complex. Things are so nuanced. That's what we pride ourselves here at Dirty Moderate on, is getting into the many intricate layers that make up people and ideas. And we're stuck in a binary, Democratic and Republican binary, where we don't even have a choice in a binary, not in my view. And so there are many, many people right now, and I'm among them, who will vote blue mostly this November because there's wolves at the door. What other option do I have? Um, I actually was on Twitter yesterday and I read that actually Joe Biden made a deal with uh, President Labrador of uh, Mexico uh, to actually put money toward border security and infrastructure and processing immigration and actually dealing with the border, which, you know, we were told if we built a wall, we would solve that problem. If we actually took money out of a Pentagon budget, not authorized by Congress to build a wall, which wouldn't stop people coming in because not everybody comes in the border. But we know that Trump said Mexico pay for it. Well, actually, Mexico's paying for this. And I, I say all that to say that Joe Biden, if you look, but since he's gotten in there, and yes, we have persistent 
problems. We are in post-pandemic chaos. Inflation is high, but inflation is high globally, has to be said. Gas prices are starting to come down again. Global crude prices are set by the market. They're not set by the United States president. Last time I checked, President Biden isn't the president of Norway and the president of the Netherlands, where inflation is also high and gas prices in Europe actually are always high because they pay a much higher uh, petro tax. But from COVID relief to a bipartisan infrastructure bill to a gun safety bill to this recent executive order on abortion to this particular work on immigration, I mean, there's actually a list of things that this administration has accomplished. People don't always feel the results, and that's okay. Politics is about how you feel. Politics is psychological. And I'm not saying this because I'm hawking for Joe Biden. I voted for Joe Biden, and I think he's assumed the presidency at maybe the worst time, you know, and pulling the country out of the mess Trump left and dealing with an ever-evolving pandemic and its challenges, its mutations, and, and dealing with democracy hanging by a thread is not easy. It's not a job I would want, and I'm never going to be a guy sitting in a cheap seat who says, ah, you should do this, you should do that. You know, we're like a nation of umpires, but nobody knows how to play the game. And that's part of the problem. Also, people don't know what the game is. And what I mean by that is many Americans, I don't know about most, but many Americans are a varietal of wine, right? They're, they're a mixture. They're a blend. Let's call them that. Okay. They're like a little Syrah, a little Chianti, maybe a touch of Cobb Franc, whatever it is, because those things can go together. You know, you might be uncomfortable as a former Republican saying, oh, I'm going to vote Democratic, but you're not that uncomfortable when you realize you would be potentially restoring the right for a woman to her own bodily autonomy, to choose, to get something passed there, to do something substantive about guns, right? To not use the government to solve your problems, but in the best sense, let the government be there to ameliorate your problems. You just might be described as Eisenhower Republicanism, you know, middle of the road, moderate centrism, uh, pragmatism. I just call it the real thing. And I sit here going, wow, you know, I would love, I love that the Democrats are allies on abortion and guns. And Governor Gavin Newsom here in California, where I live, has made it now possible to sue gun manufacturers, you know, making those manufacturers liable for gun deaths. Amen. Pass assault and assault weapons ban too while you're at it. Seriously, enough talk. It's pragmatic. No one's losing their right to own a gun. But you know what? Abortion was sent back to the states. And that meant actually that many women have now lost a right to make decisions about their body. Not everybody's fortunate to live in California or Vermont. And, you know, if you're poor, it's worse. So these things matter, right? These are real world implications. Sometimes I think our politics get so myopic and narrow and quite frankly, selfish when all you hear about is, well, this is what I paid at the pump. This is how much eggs are. And they are, they are. Um, I don't have the numbers offhand, but I, I, I could be wrong. But I think that the price of dairy or something or eggs has gone up 30% or something under this inflation, which now is at 9.1%. And it is the highest in 40 years. But there is life beyond that. There are things elsewhere that matter. And I think we're in a searching phase because you've got a terrible seditious threat to democracy that's ongoing. It's being fomented now. It's being nurtured. It, this sort of movement isn't all based in ideology, right? It's not like all of a sudden everybody in the Republican Party has turned into the former Chilean dictator Pinochet or Cambodian Pol Pot you know, a mass murderer there or Stalin or even Hitler, that type of thing. I think we, we broaden those comparisons to our disadvantage. But for the sake of staying in power, 
rigging the game is what they want to do. And you know what? Rigging the game means that they will have to answer to a certain group of people, and they're going to be answering to not the vast middle of the electorate where many of us sit, not even loyal people in the Democratic Party, not even people all the way on the left, but to a minority of people on the right, right? This is the thing. 25%, 30%, 25%, 30%, whatever it is that MAGA is. It's worth noting that 25 to 30% of America has always been batshit crazy. That is not new. What's new is you know that they're there, they have a voice, and they've been welcomed to the table, right? They weren't even at the kids' table. They were some, you know, you, you, you sent the food down to the basement or you fed the meat under a door, okay? And I know I'm being cheeky here, but think about it now, the monsters are here, right? The monsters are surrounding us, and they're not as, shall we say, docile as traditional politics would like us to believe. These are people that will do what they need to do ravenously to send the country backward, and there will be people in power, namely a right-wing Trump-publican, Trump's reaction party that will cater to them. And those politicians know that if, if they rig the system, Right, they're only answerable to a small minority. New York Times poll today: Nate Cohn, who does all the uh, the polling, shows that the midterms are going to be a lot closer than previously thought. I mean, again, we're a little bit far out still; it's July, but they're not going to be necessary. It may not be a blowout because the gap has narrowed. This chasm where people who are dissatisfied with Joe Biden are just automatically going to vote for a Republican. A, many of them don't want a Trump Republican in there. Many of them are in the purple areas. There's like 25 competitive House seats, right? Probably eight or nine competitive Senate seats. But these are votes for up, these votes are up for grabs. Why are they up for grabs? Well, because a woman lost her right to choose in many of these states. And there's shooting after shooting after shooting, right? Babies in Uvalde, dead. The cops, we, we find out 77 minutes they stood there as those kids were, were massacred. Fourth of July, seven people killed, in an annual tradition, a parade. That's evil. But what makes the evil perpetuated is the idea that nothing can be done. First of all, a lot can be done. I say it all the time, vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. 101 million people did not vote. You didn't vote in 2020. Thankfully, Trump was defeated. But who are those people, right? Arguably, they're in the vast middle. And I say that because the latest Pew Research poll for the first time shows that more than half the country, or sorry, more than half the people who were surveyed consider themselves independent. Not everybody who surveyed votes, you have to remember that. It's not like that means, oh, those are all voters, but they are people who, some of them are voters and some of them are people who are prone to vote. And that is a big deal. Because how about candidates that do shun the label of DNR and do what they think is right? I'm not not a Pollyanna. I get it. Politics is brass knuckles. It's brass tacks. It's hard work. It's grueling. It's brutal. It's cynical. It's corrupt. Okay, all those things are true. But when you have a voting population that doesn't vote, you know, then you have a system that you deserve, right? Imagine if the midterm turnout is huge and the Republicans just do poorly, right? Especially at the state level. And 
State legislatures are narrower. Some Mich- the Michigan state legislature, by the way, may swing back to blue. Yeah, which is astonishing, right? I mean, you'd think that would be, but it's a swing state. I think people uh, saw that complete seditionist lunatics tried to murder, kidnap, and murder uh, the wonderful governor there, by the way, Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat, who I think has great national potential. I think that people were like, whoa, you know, when we heard in the January 6th hearings that if you couldn't be in Washington, you need to go to your state capitol. Well, they went to the state capitol, right? They went to Lansing. So it's a sweet spot, I always say, in American politics. And it makes me think of something that's really encouraging, and we hope to have him on the show, the candidate for the Senate in Utah, Mike Lee, who is uh, one of the senators who refused to certify Biden's election and is uh, implicated pretty deeply in January 6th. I don't know why he's not indicted, but you'll hear about that. There are text messages and stuff if it ever, if he ever gets prosecuted or, the, or some more of this comes to light. You know, there's Mitt Romney and there's Mike Lee. Evan McMullen is a guy who ran for president as independent in 2016. Now, Utah, being heavily Mormon, actually has been a weak red state for Trump. Believe it or not, they are values voters. And unlike the religious right, which, as we know, they really don't care about Christianity per se. They care about power. Mormons are actually a little bit more, as a group, willing to do what they say they believe in or affirm that. You know, the Mormon community in Arizona, um, and there's, you know, I think it's like 6% of Arizona. Well, they, the majority of them cast votes for Joe Biden. And in Utah, although Trump did carry the state twice, it's weak showing. Week showing for a red state, Utah hasn't gone for a Democrat nationally since LBJ in 1964. So there you have it. But Evan McMullen's former CAA guy, he's running as an independent. Now, granted, he he was uh, on an interview recently on a podcast, and he said, look, the Democrats aren't competitive statewide in Utah because it's such a red state. So he went to them and he said, look, we got to get Mike Lee out of office because democracy first, country over party. And they said, okay, because... If he gets, as he puts it, 25% of the Republicans and then there is no Democratic candidate to split the vote and then moderates presumably go with him, he can oust Mike Lee. But guess what? He's an independent. He eludes categorization when he was asked to see another George H.W. Bush or John McCain. He said, no, I'm me. You know, I am a, a believer in finding a way for the country, right? to, although we've always been fractured and we've always had divisions, but to come together and govern, to find a way to have again the common language that continues to, to be drowned out by the language of hate, the language of vengeance, the language of, li- the language of lies, and the language of treason. Trump and his team committed treason. And, and I say this alongside that because Evan McMullen committed treason. Quite the contrary. He's a real patriot. But because a guy like Evan McMullen is what the conservative movement or the center-right movement, if you want to call it, should be after. Somebody who does appreciate a kind of traditional limited government message, but is a pragmatist, realizes that both sides have to work together, finds himself or herself socially forward and their and their views on, on, on cultural issues, who doesn't demonize marginalized communities to win votes and to, and to cling to power. That's Ed McMullen. And he's the antidote to what we're facing now, a guy like that. Many people in this country want that antidote. They want that solution, right? They want to find a way 
to to fumigate right this 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 disgusting layer of, of treasonous thought and lies and division and quite frankly racism that's now it's it doesn't feel anymore like it's on the sidelines it hasn't for a while it feels like it's coursing through our system you might say it's now a feature not a bug doesn't mean the whole country, but because they're loud and their influence is disproportionate. Some of that's because of gerrymandering. Some of that is because of uh, structural disadvantages in the electoral college. But there they are. There they are. I mean, Fox News has taken to saying that the January 6th hearings have nothing to do with anything other than the fact, well, Laura Ingram has said this, it's a fundraiser for Democrats and Liz Cheney. Now, I've said it before, we endorse Liz Cheney here. We think she's great. She certainly evolved in some social issues, but she is a rock rib conservative. Like her dad, in the lone congressional seat of Wyoming, she is a limited government conservative. Not conservative enough for them. If you want to know something else, Marjorie Taylor Greene this week said on somebody's radio show that actually Liz Cheney is more conservative in her voting record than some of her favorite people. How do you like that? But I say that. Like I talk about Evan McMullen, like I talk about myself, like I speak to all of you. I know many of you listen to this podcast are Democrats and many of you Republicans. I know that there are people out there like me. We are nomadic, right? We really don't have a home. We want to find, we wish there was a third or a fourth party. We wish there was a place, a Lincoln party we could go to, but you know, we don't have that option. So right now it's vote blue to save democracy. It's not a refrain. It's the truth. It is about registering every man, woman, person. And I mean, tell your grocery store worker, tell your accountant, tell your postal clerk, ask around in your local neighborhood. So you register to vote. You register to vote, vote vote.org, vote.org. It's so easy to find and you can get yourself registered. Go to that website. It will tell you exactly where and how in your local area, your state to be registered to vote because we have to have a battalion, right? Even if we're homeless, we have to join forces. We have to be a battalion for the American way. We have to be the antithesis, the antithesis of Trumpism, because it's America or Trumpism. You can't have both. Ask your friends and family if they voted. Don't be scared. There's nothing taboo about this, folks. It's our civic duty, and you can't shirk it, because that's how we got where we are. Too many people were turning the other way, or Democrats were focusing at the top, a hardcore band of people who were full of grievance and full of hate and happy to bring this country down took power. And I'm talking about before Trump. And Trump was the vomiting up of that. That's all that was. But you want to know something? We can put the brakes on this. And I know that people are struggling. I know if you feel it at the gas pump, you feel it at the grocery store, you feel it everywhere. Absolutely. There's pain in their struggle. But not voting just furthers the pain continues us down this road. That's how we got here. So I say to you, and I obviously hope you don't vote, and I would think if you're listening to this podcast, you're not voting for seditionists, but if you are torn and you've always voted Republican and you went for Biden, you got to vote for a Democrat because at least even if you disagree with their policies, and Lord knows I do on many things, you know they're not going to bring the country down. You know they're not going to take America and throw it in the garbage. Vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. As I always say, it is Trumpism, say it again, or democracy. It is Trumpism or America. I can't say it enough. 
You can't have both. And if you want to pick the winner and you want to be on the right side of history, you better vote. All right, folks, don't forget, if you have not followed us, subscribe and listen to every second, wherever and whenever you get your podcast. We're there. We are Apple. We are Google. We are Spotify. We are Amazon. We are all over the place. And make sure you like us, follow us, tell everyone else to listen to us, tell everybody you know they too should stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.